Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. You know, some things never change. That no matter what uh, the, the news cycle brings and they decide is the top news story of the day, there are things that are happening in the underneath. There are things that are happening all around us that somehow just get thought of as standard operating procedure. Oh, censorship? Yeah, that happens. What do you mean that happens? Well, where, where have we come from? Where all of a sudden we accept the idea of censorship. We accept the idea that, yeah, there are going to be these organizations that tell people, you're not welcome because of of your ideas. You're not welcome because we disagree with you. You had Senator Rand Paul discussing his leaving of YouTube. They can tell me what is important and what's not important, what I can and cannot say. And so I object to that. Now, the thing is, is entities like YouTube or Twitter, you saw that quote from the CEO of Twitter saying, First Amendment doesn't apply to us. Well, yeah, but it doesn't make it any less arrogant what you're saying. The idea that you think what kind of speech can, you're going to determine what you think is good speech and what's bad speech, it still doesn't make it any less obnoxious. And really, I just don't want to associate it with closed-minded people who are afraid of ideas. Why would any of us want to do it? Why should we give them free content? And so I'm done. I'm just done giving YouTube my content. I'm done participating with them. And there are alternatives. Rumble is an alternative. I have my own website, libertytree.com. That's an alternative. And basically through competition, People have to decide if they want to go where they get bullied by people who despise us and look down their nose at us, they can go play with YouTube. But if they want to go to a place that is objective and neutral, Rumble doesn't edit you, whether you're from the right or from the left. Now, I happen to be on Rumble, and I have been for a good long time. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. That is the number. This has been continuing. This obsession with censorship has been continuing. And there's a story out there about Heroes for Liberty. I didn't know much about it, though I had seen the books before. Heroes of Liberty are books about Ronald Reagan. Thomas Sowell, Amy Coney Barrett. They're they're, they're meant for kids. And they're just teaching the story. There's also books about John Wayne, Alexander Hamilton, Margaret Thatcher. And they tell stories of people. And so they went about uh, writing books and putting together a, a, a program by which uh, to, to sell them and, and how they were going to engage marketing, and that marketing was going to come via Facebook. That's utilizing the tool, what it's there for, right, and, and reaching out to people in a, in a way. A lot of people do this. It's very logical. Remember, they weren't writing political books per se. They're writing books for kids about 
people throughout history, about characters throughout history. But the problem is that the characters include Ronald Reagan. The characters include Thomas Sowell. Thomas Sowell, the economist. Thomas Sowell is an absolutely, positively incredible mind. He can't be allowed? Well, the next thing you know, this publisher finds that their 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 whole concept, their whole plan for engaging in advertising and selling the book is gone. Facebook banned their ad account. No explanation. No nothing. Banned the entire account. Sorry. Now, as I understand the story, they had a deal. Heroes uh, of Liberty, you can actually find it at heroesofliberty.com. They put up the money. And then Facebook said no. So they're like, uh, holy cow. We're out of luck here. We can't, we're not going to be able to, to do this. We put together a whole plan and now the plan is ruined. Well, they got very public very, very quick. Now, the, the editor over there and one of the board members is Bethany Mandel. And I've known Bethany for um, a great number of years. And I, I, I had said to her, look, we're, we're more than happy to, uh, to, to, to talk to you. We're more than happy to, to advertise the book for you gratis, heroesofliberty.com, because this is nuts. And so uh, we're talking to her. She's on with Megyn Kelly. Fox News is, is talking to her. Next thing you know, a couple of members of Congress... They start reaching out to Facebook. The ad account is back. Well, dear Lord, you have to write for the New York Post and a series of others in order to get some action from Facebook? This censorship is a real issue. Bethany Mandel joins us right now, editor and board member of Heroes of Liberty, heroesofliberty.com. And this story has taken a couple of twists and turns. And before we get into the censorship conversation, I want to get into where we are right now. You are are, are, are rather popular on social media. You you are right for the New York Post and a, and a, and a whole set of, of, of other uh, outlets. You're able to get some members of Congress to reach out to Facebook saying, hey, what's going on here? The ad account gets turned back on. The question is, are you able to advertise the books right now? So we are. Yeah. I mean, thank God, because the only way that that happened was because we got enough eyeballs on it that Facebook felt like they had to act. And so we're sort of the we're the lucky ones that are able to still advertise. But there's plenty of other conservative businesses and conservative individuals who are not. And they just don't have the access to, you know, members of Congress and and the media that we did. So so this is where this is where kind of we, we, we dig in. Uh, this is, you'll often see that conservatives are taken off a platform or silenced on a platform. They're able to raise a ruckus and then a group like Twitter or Facebook says, oh, sorry, our mistake. It's like the guy from Airplane who unplugs the lights uh, on, on the runway. Those mistakes yeah. always happen in one direction. In your view, was this a mistake from Facebook or was this purposeful? So it's 
it's hard to say because I think that these mistakes don't happen without an ideological bias within the institution. And so w- what we think happened was there was complaints about our ads from from progressive users who think Ronald Reagan, who's the subject of one of our books, uh, is a fascist and a war criminal. And people had similarly uh, negative thoughts about Amy Coney Barrett and Thomas Sowell, who are two other subjects of our current books. And they reported our content. And we think that, you know, it came across the desk of a lowly intern at Facebook. And th- ideologically, every single rank and file employee is of one progressive mindset. And so it's a lot easier for them to agree with uh, sort of reporters and comments about Ronald Reagan being a war criminal than Barack Obama being a war criminal, for example. And so had something come across their desk that people were reporting children's books about Barack Obama, their decision probably would have fell very differently. It's because of their ideological bias. Talking to Bethany Mandel, editor and board member of Heroes of Liberty. You can check out the books for yourself. Order them for the kids, heroesofliberty.com. You see, when you want a book for the adult, you get my my book, Let's Go Bourbon. When you need a book for the kids, you go to heroesofliberty.com. The books themselves, you know, you didn't start this company. They actually came to you to see if you were interested in being a part of it. Yeah, right, right from sort of the ground up, they they said, you know, we're doing these new children's books and we'd love you to be a part. And I uh, I saw, you know, prototypes of them and I was like, absolutely, this is a fantastic product and it is so desperately needed in our marketplace. Um, and so I sort of got in on the ground floor um, with other folks. You know, we had a million friends in common. And it was one of those things where it was just a very clear fit um, for everybody involved. And it was a very clear uh, sort of product in the marketplace that doesn't exist. Um, and the publishers in, in New York uh, that do all of the children's books are ideologically captured by woke ideology. And so they're the most popular sort of new children's books releases are all about gender and transgender, you name it. Um, and so these kinds of books are not getting made um, by sort of the big publishers. And so you have to go out on your own, which is what they always tell us to do. Right. It's always about why don't you start your own platform? Why don't you make your own movies? Why make your own content? I'm a huge, huge believer in this and been doing it for a while. And I should be say, full disclosure, I've known uh, Bethany uh, for for uh, a while and, and watching the growth has been stellar and fun. Um, now that you're back on Facebook, do you question whether or not that's the right place to be going about your marketing because you know who they are and you know how they are and they've already shown you and it's only a matter of time before you get messed with again or shadow banned, et cetera. Has this changed the way you guys are going about at heroesofliberty.com going about selling the books? Yeah, it absolutely has. I mean, we'll, we'll probably still continue to, to make some ad buys there, but it's, it's caused us to shift our business model. So one of the things we're doing is we're sort of shifting and, and helping people become subscribers so that we can send our books to people every month so that we know that um, we have a more steady stream of income in case this kind of thing happens again. And also, we don't have to rely on big tech to market our new books every month. We're planning on releasing a new book a month for all of 2022 and into 2023. So we have February coming up with John Wayne uh, and then you know further down the pike. 
Uh, we'll have Alexander Hamilton and Margaret Thatcher and Winston Churchill and Mark Twain and and uh, and Rush Limbaugh. Those are all of our next books lined up. Yeah, the Rush Limbaugh one is definitely going to get you kicked off Facebook. One hundred percent, and it's really good. I have to say, you know, it's one of the things that 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 you uh, I, I, I'm, I'm going to say major bones, but maybe that's not the right way to put it, and I, and I mean it only in the, in its most positive way. When uh, the election of Donald Trump was taking place and you were engaged in conversations, man, the 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 anti-Semitism hate that you you and Shapiro really. Because I never played in that world on Twitter. Being Jewish, that you know, you know that. I, I, but I never engaged in that in, in my social media because it just I, I was not playing that social media game or I wasn't uh, talking in, in, I guess, in that way. You took hate that was insane. It actually took me a while to kind of catch up to understand what was even happening out there. So you are very used to being in the fire uh, in social media and seeing really how this plays out. Uh, so as you have seen this and seen this build over the last four years, and I think those of us on the outside looking in think that this has gotten worse, is the silver lining the creation of our own publishing houses, our own content houses, our own platforms, or is there a moment somewhere down the line where these platforms realize that the censorship is a mistake? Is there a moment where they see either the error of their ways where they see that the, the, the constant hate mongering provides them no value, no economic value. Um, what do you see on the horizon? So I think that this has to, this has to boil down to potential lawsuits and, um, and lawmakers stepping in uh, to make sure that Facebook is, um, is behave and not just Facebook, but, you know, Twitter and all of these big tech companies, YouTube, um, that they're behaving in a way that, um, that is ideologically sort of balanced um, because as it stands right now, all of these mistakes and errors and the limiting of free speech and the ability for people to, you know, participate in the open marketplace is only happening in one direction. It is only happening in one direction. Bethany Mandel, the books heroes of Liberty, dot com h-e-r-o-e-s heroes of liberty.com and, and as i said i i put it out there i i don't i don't go back uh, on my word uh for the next 60 days we're gonna be talking about you here all i i need we're gonna get some ad copy you're gonna hear it in the podcast you'll hear it on on uh the weekend shows uh for for those of you who listen on weekends and in, in, in different uh cities all across uh the country we're gonna be supportive uh we like what you're doing uh go check out the books it is the birthday gift of birthday they gifts heroes of liberty.com bethany always a pleasure uh, to talk to you more coming up i'm tony katz president trump responding to joe biden's speech today on january 6th saying it's political theater all just a distraction, says former President Trump, for the fact Biden has completely and totally failed. Our country no longer has borders, has totally and completely lost control of COVID, record numbers, is no longer energy independent, inflation is rampant, our military is in chaos, and our exit or surrender from Afghanistan was perhaps the most embarrassing day in the long and distinguished history of the United States, and so much more. Look, uh, Joe Biden's speech, uh, Joe Biden went right after President Trump, 
right after President Trump made it personal and nasty. Now, I get it. Donald Trump is a guy who makes things personal and nasty. But he's a counterpuncher. And for a president of the United States, which Joe Biden actually is, this is not the way to connect people. So let's speak plainly about what happened in 2020. Even before the first ballot was cast, the former president was preemptively sowing doubt about the election results. <clears throat> he built his lie over months. It wasn't based on any facts. He was just looking for an excuse, a pretext to cover for the truth. He's not just a former president. He's a defeated former president. Defeated by a margin of over 7 million of your votes. 75 million people voted for him. What are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, the, 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 this speech is beyond my, my comprehension. All politics are local. Who did this help locally? Who did this help in November? How, how does this help him? He's screaming. He's yelling. I, uh, I, I didn't quite get it myself. It was unnecessary. And if you want to keep saying that January 6th was an insurrection, you can, but you don't have it. We may just agree to disagree. What I won't allow is Chuck Schumer, who, according to The Hill, says, and I'm quoting here, I was within 30 feet of these nasty, racist, bigoted insurrectionists. Had someone had a gun, had two of them blocked off the door, who knows what would have happened? That's one heck of a straw man argument. But then he continues... I was told later that one of them reportedly said, there's the big Jew, let's get him. I am saying for the record that this never happened and Chuck Schumer is a liar, utilizing his religion to try and gin up anger. It never happened, he's full of crap. And he's doing a serious disservice because there's real anti-Semitism out there. This is a lie. I'm calling him a liar. I would call him a liar to his face. I believe the expression, because it's been used on me before, is a Shonda Fortegaia. What a putz. Not a putz. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, and an update to the Antonio Brown story, because he's no longer a buck. The story is nuts. Keep it right here. Follow me on Facebook. Follow me on Getter at Tony Katz. Tony Katz Radio on Facebook. This is Tony Katz Today. All right. It wasn't wasn't my plan. I want to say that for the record. It wasn't my plan. But these January 6th psychopaths can't stop this actually happened on msnbc it's a guest i I don't i don't know the guest's name talking about january 6th and talking about the importance of of documenting the day and and talking about it and everything else I, i can't make this up here here's here's what he said 
Uh, Dwight Eisenhower during World War II made sure all the Holocaust camps were filmed. So we've got the film footage. So now we're combating conspiracy theorists, deniers, and some, um, and, you know, trumpeteers. But the, my worry is what do we call the... Can we, can we just all take a moment to realize that if this is happening on your network and you don't say something about it, you're at... No, Tony, you can't curse on radio. They don't allow those kinds of things. Yes, but I want to curse very, very, very badly. I understand that, Tony, but that's the difference between a guy in his living room and a professional on radio. You don't get to curse even if you really, really, really want to. But the guy is comparing filming concentration camps to January 6th video. I understand he's a low-rent scumbag, Tony. However, you're not allowed to curse. What if it's a small one? What do you mean, what if it's a small one? I mean, just a small, little, teensy, tiny curse. No one will even notice. I'm sure Ari will bleep it out before it gets out to the greater public. Tony, the answer is no, and that's all there is to it. Fine, you bastard. Wait, is bastard allowed? I don't even know anymore! It is so absolutely angering. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. It is so angering. This utilization of the Holocaust is the crutch. It, Chuck Schumer is claiming that somebody said as they were in the Capitol, there's the big Jew, let's get him. No one said this about Chuck Schumer. It's a lie. Jews should be outraged. But but they won't be. They won't be. They'll they'll just let this go by the wayside. This is twisted. These people are twisted. You know, one of the things that we've always said, and producer Ari will back me up on this. I have been making an argument now, so I have been on my 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 home station, WIBC in Indianapolis. I've been there for eight years. And I think it's eight years. And I've been uh, saying this for longer than eight years, but certainly you've heard it for eight years uh, and, and, and the years that I've been doing this show. The left always overplays their hand. Producer Ari, do I say it all the time? All the time. All the time. This is nuts. You already had the president make what I consider to be a really bad speech because of his anger and because of his vitriol. You're already overplaying January 6th, and it's not resonating with the soccer moms of America who are too worried about gas prices and how they're going to feed their kids tonight with the rise of prices in meat and milk. And now you're comparing it keeping video to video of concentration camps, you already had the vice president make a comparison in the most insane way possible to Pearl Harbor and 9-11. Oh, the left always overplays their hand. This is crazy talk. Crazy talk. You know, I was actually going to share with you the whole thing. I was going to play the whole speech. Uh, you're welcome. I mean, there's some times where, I admittedly, I, I must torture you when I, when I play some of these people. Uh, this, this was not worth your time. I mean, you sh- if you want to go back and listen to it, you can, because it really is something to take in. Biden talking about the rule of law is wonderful, except he doesn't actually believe it. And the anger in his voice, you just realize that politically this connects with 
with absolutely positively no one. Meanwhile, uh, Antonio Brown is out. Antonio Brown is officially no longer a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, which made sense because he walked off the field. He walked off the field in the game against the Jets. His claim through his, was it his lawyer, his agent, is that his ankle was injured and Bruce Arians, the coach of the Buccaneers, wanted him back in the game. He's like, I can't, I'm injured. He's like, well, then you just get out of here. Like he was being forced into it. And then he claims that the medical team gave him shots that were very, very dangerous, but he was trying hard for, for his team. But when he left the field, he ran off the field. He was jogging and trotting and ran off the field. Didn't look like an ankle injury to anybody. So his his lawyer's busy screaming at the at the Buccaneers and blaming the Bucks. And now the Buccaneers have released him. So I have no idea. If he's released, producer Ari, does that mean he can clear waivers and be picked up by another team? I mean, he can clear waivers. He ain't getting picked up. Yeah, is there any playoff team desperate enough to take him? Uh, not with a bum ankle. Allegedly. Not with a bum ankle. <laughs> see, see, he shot himself in the foot or in the ankle, literally, because now nobody will take him at all. But the big story of the day is Aaron Rodgers, and and I gotta say it, I didn't like it when the story came out, and it was very, very weird about whether or not he was vaccinated. I'm not saying he was wrong for not getting vaccinated. I am saying that if you told people or you tried to tell people you got, you know, taken care of, but you were lying about being vaccinated, lying is a problem. Can't lie. And uh, there there are plenty of guys who, uh, you know, they, they, they tried to lie about the, their vaccine status. So he kind of lied to the press. There's nothing, there's no crime in lying to the press. The question was, did you lie to the NFL and did you lie to your team? I think it's clear that he didn't lie to the team. The team just tried to not talk about it. That's how I think it went with the Green Bay Packers. But since that has happened, he has come across as a guy who's like, look, I'm going to live my life. I don't actually care how you want to live your life. That's it. Leave me alone. Stop being crazy people. But the crazy people always overplay their hand, just like the political left always overplays their hand. These these pro-mandate people always overplay their hand. And so therefore, Rogers, Aaron Rodgers looks like a rational, normal dude. Well, now he has proven himself as a rational, normal dude. This was an incredible back and forth. There's a reporter who has decided that they will not vote for Aaron Rodgers for MVP, most valuable player, because Aaron Rodgers is not vaccinated. And Rodgers is asked this in a basically a, a press briefing. Think of one of the 50 voters coming out and saying yesterday, quote, I don't think you can be the biggest jerk in the league and punish your team and your organization and your fan base the way he did and be the MVP. I think he's a bad guy, and I don't think a bad guy can be the MVP at the same time. I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. You don't know me. I don't know who he is. No one knew who he was probably until yesterday's comments. But, I mean, to and I listened to the comments, but to say he has mind made up in the summertime, 
in the off season that you know I had zero chance of winning the VP. In my opinion, should exclude you know future future votes. Um, you know his problem isn't with me being a bad guy or the biggest jerk in the league. Cause he doesn't know me. He doesn't know me. He doesn't know anything about me. I mean, I've never met him. I've never had lunch with him. I've never had an interview with him. Um, his problem is I'm not vaccinated. You know, so if he wants to go on a crusade and collude and come up with an, an extra letter to put on the award just for this season and make it the most valuable vaccinated player, then he should do that. But he's a bum, and I'm not going to waste any time worrying about that stuff. He doesn't know I do who I am. He's never never talked to me in his life. But it's unfortunate that those those sentiments – it's surprising that he would even say that, to be honest. But, but yeah, I knew this was possible. We talked about it on Mac a few weeks ago. Um, but crazy. He's the hero you didn't know you wanted. Because anybody who's willing to say, I'm not going to vote for a guy because he isn't vaccinated, I mean, that 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 is a bum. They won't vote for a guy who isn't vaccinated but beat your wife, and you can get two votes. Come on, you know it, I know it. Uh, the sports writers, they've got a very interesting uh, point of view now, don't they? It's amazing what the NFL will accept. I, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Uh, the sports guys decide to get into the political world. So, uh, I'm uh, first, uh, no mercy. And second, I'm now jumping into theirs. You will notice that we have done more sports stories this week than maybe ever before. And it isn't because I I consider myself an expert in the sports world. (laughs) Far from it. Oh, I have so much to learn. But one of the things uh, that, that, that we've discussed is we are not going down the COVID rabbit hole anymore. Now, I do have some COVID stories to get to, but I'm, I'm, I'm not going crazy. I can't do 24-7 of this. And these sports conversations sometimes lead to political conversations, and I don't like the way the sports guys do it. They think they get to talk about these things unadulterated. No, 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 no. I think sports takes study. You got to understand the players. You got to understand mentality. You got to understand connection. You got to understand teams. You got to understand the, the the cities that they come from and the connections that they're in and the love, hate, and the push pull. You got to understand a series of these things and how players connect to other players. And then you got to understand the game itself. Right? To understand baseball is way different than understanding football if just the sheer mathematics of the baseball. How do they come to the decisions that they do regarding this batter and this situation, everything else? It's stunning. Then you get these sports writers who think that somehow because they can yell and scream into a microphone, they get to talk about politics and don't take the same care. I've, ah, it drives me nuts. So you're going to hear me talk more about a whole series of things. But I, I, I'm not, I can't just dive in because you got to know about the thing. But the Antonio Brown stuff, I mean, that's just, that's just culture 101 right there. That's a crazy story. That guy screwed himself. His career, i got to believe, is over. But it's the NFL. They'll take anything.
They'll take any level of, of abuse. As long as you can sell a couple more jerseys, they will, ta- they will take it for sure. Meanwhile, there's pushback in Chicago, and this should give us hope. It's coming up next. I'm Tony Katz. So as we know, Chicago teachers, not caring about students at all and in any way, decided they would not return to schools because of the Omicron variant. Now, I should really say that differently, shouldn't I? Because it's not about whether the teachers are are caring, because there are plenty of teachers who do care. The teachers' union does not care. And on that, I will not apologize to anyone at any time. The teachers union in Chicago does not give a good holy you-know-what about the students, and they voted not to show up. 70-80% of the teachers in the union voted not to show up. So again, the teachers, but it wouldn't be all teachers, and that's my point. The pushback is happening everywhere. The pushback is happening from Republicans and Democrats. Everyone realizing how wrong this teacher's union is. How absolutely ugly this teacher's union is. And of course, that the the fear and the fear-mongering around COVID is criminally insane. There is no v- uh, vaccine that we have that seems to work against this Omicron variant. Because the vaccine wasn't built for the the Omicron variant. Now, was it? So both the political right and the political left has to take a breath and listen to what I'm saying. Stop telling people that this is a a, uh, pandemic of the unvaccinated and you have to get vaccinated and boosted in order to be able to deal with COVID and every single variant. We know plenty of people who are boosted and vaccinated and boosted and still got COVID. Whoopi Goldberg. She can't believe it. She's like, wait, I did everything I was supposed to do. That's right. Except Omicron wasn't doing everything it was supposed to do. It has 50 mutations and therefore reacts differently to the vaccine. As a matter of fact, we have data that shows that vaccinated people are making up more of those in hospitals regarding Omicron. More getting sick. We have more and more data coming out. Will it play out that way totally? I'll give it some time. But the vaccine wasn't built for Omicron. So the people out there screaming that you see the vaccines don't work. You just put that in your body for nothing. That's not true. The vaccine absolutely lessened symptoms of COVID, SARS-CoV-2, and certainly did work against Delta. But it wasn't built for Omicron. So why would you expect it to work? I can't believe it takes this much time to be rational. It really is incredible. But we, we clearly know that kids are safer in schools. We clearly know that schools are not super spreader events. And we clearly know that Chicago Teachers Union is lying flat out, flat out about what's going on. What they want is just to get paid and not have to worry about doing their job. And that's why we should fire those teachers. Start fresh. Break the union in half. And if you don't believe me about the pushback, How about a late night host? So, 
the country's in chaos. So what we need is clear guidance from the CDC, which is why they issued yesterday new guidance updating their recent five-day isolation rule with this simple addendum. People who have recovered from the virus and have isolated for at least five days can take a rapid test if they want, but they don't have to. And those who test positive after five days from their initial test should isolate for another five days. Also, people who test negative or don't get tested can go back to work as long as they wear a mask. Oh, I know this one. The answer is the knife was an icicle. No, you take the chicken and the grain and you vaccinate the fox. Am I? No. All right. Even the news. When you've lost Stephen Colbert, you've lost. The CDC has lost the confidence of America. The experts have lost the confidence of America. We're talking about the TV experts because I think people still believe their doctor emphatically. But if we're not willing to openly and honestly engage the conversations, well, how could we trust anything? Take a breath, everybody. More to come. I'm Tony Katz.